0: So you can't seem to shake that little voice in your head that keeps telling you, who do you think you are? Why are you qualified to do this? You don't know enough. You're not good enough. This will never work. If this sounds like you, then you're going to want to stick around until the end of this episode, because I'm going to be sharing with you eight different ways that you can use to overcome your imposter syndrome. Your imposter syndrome can be the thing that's stopping you from succeeding from being able to receive all that you are calling in, and most importantly, the thing that is stopping you from showing up as your most authentic, your most creative, your most powerful self. My name is Amanda Paz, and I am the host of the Yoga Biz Academy podcast, the podcast to help you quit your nine to five and launch your profitable yoga business. In these episodes, you'll find tips and strategies to help you gain clarity on your offers, get visible in front of your ideal clients, and get paid for the incredible work that you do. And if you're brand new to the podcast, I want to welcome you to the YBA family. I love to see every single one of you every single week in the comments, your reviews on the podcast, on YouTube. So take a moment and introduce yourself below in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. Or if you like this type of content, you can maybe leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. All right, so let's start by defining what imposter syndrome actually is. Imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, accomplishments, and abilities, and has a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. So how do you know if what you're experiencing can be defined as imposter syndrome? Well, here are some signs as well as some tips on how to meet, handle, and overcome your imposter syndrome. Number one, you feel like a fraud even when you have accomplished something significant. To this, I would say you have to acknowledge your credibility. Don't downplay your experience and your wealth of knowledge. You don't need to know it all to be qualified to lead. You just need to be a few steps ahead of the people that you're guiding to show them along the way. You don't have to be a guru. You can be a guide. Number two, you attribute your successes to external factors such as luck or timing rather than your own abilities and hard work. You feel like you don't deserve your success or that it was a fluke. And this one sometimes shows up as a why me? Why am I so special to receive this opportunity or this blessing? This one is rooted in the belief that you have to work hard to receive everything good in life versus being rooted in the belief that being alive is enough of a reason for you to be worthy enough to receive what you desire. One of my favorite quotes by James Baldwin has always helped me when my mind starts to flow in this direction. When I start to doubt my worthiness. Baldwin said, our crown has already been bought and paid for, and all we have to do is wear it. And that always reminds me of the fact that I am worthy of every beautiful success and opportunity and experience that comes my way, because my crown has already been paid for and my path has already been paved by my ancestors and by spirit. Our worthiness has already been established by the sheer fact that we are right here alive and breathing. Our ancestors fought hard for us to be here, alive, today, living out their wildest dreams. And that alone, coupled by the breath in our lungs, is enough. And the same is true for you. Number three, you fear being found out or exposed as a fraud. When you doubt your own greatness, you fear that others will as well, and they will find out how unqualified you actually are. And this one is rooted a little bit in that guru complex. This is the idea that you have to know it all or have it all figured out before you can teach, share, or guide. Problem here is that you then end up spending an entire lifetime, and I literally mean an entire lifetime, trying to master something fully and completely before showing up to teach, help, and serve others. And because you don't feel that you are qualified enough to speak on something until you reach a certain level or a certain accolade, you never end up doing it. Your evolution is your superpower. As humans, we crave the hero's journey. We love to see the evolution of your life, your business, your journey, not just the picture perfect ending. We wanna see the struggles too. It's how we relate. It's how we find inspiration in your story and it's how we connect. So don't fear being seen as a fraud. The reality is that we're all constantly growing, changing, evolving, and learning. And the subject matters that we're interested in change alongside with us. The more you show that evolution, the more others will see themselves in your story. The more your community, your ideal clients will gravitate towards you because they feel and know that you are speaking and creating directly for them. Number four, you have trouble accepting compliments or feedback. This is a big one. I used to have the hardest time accepting compliments, and I don't know how much of that was my nature, or maybe learned behavior from what I saw a lot of my peers doing around me. But when someone says, Oh, I absolutely love that dress that you're wearing, it looks so beautiful on you. And you respond with, Thank you. It was so cheap. I got it for $5. It was on discount. Or you respond with, No, 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 not me. You're so beautiful. You are. Those type of responses. That's probably a clear sign that you feel not worthy of that compliment, of that praise, of that admiration. And what ends up happening is you end up deflecting a little bit, rerouting the compliment or the praise or even devaluing it. Try overcoming this by simply saying, thank you. The more I did this, the more comfortable I became with accepting and not deflecting compliments. Just say thank you. Hey guys, very quickly, I just want to ask, are you following us on Instagram? If not, there's two accounts I'd love for you to check out. The first is our brand account at Yoga Biz Academy, where you'll see mini clips of these episodes, along with tons of extra brand related events, Yoga Biz tips and featured testimonials from some of our favorite members and course program alumni. If you're interested in following me personally, that's at Amanda X Paz, where you can see some behind the scenes of my coaching business and some day to day running around and filming for this YouTube channel and podcast. And if you just wanna come over and chat with me, that's gonna be the place to do that. So the links are in the description box below for both accounts. I'd love for you to come over and chat over there. Hopefully you'll check them out. All right, number five, you set extremely high standards for yourself and you feel like anything less than perfection is failure. Any perfectionists out there? Yeah? No? Just me? Okay. I'm a Virgo rising, so yeah, perfectionism is hardwired into my personality. And this has stopped me time and time again from putting myself and my offers and my content out there for fear of just not having it absolutely perfect or for fear of not being seen as the best. What I would say is that it is so important as creators to create a ritual for consistent output of our creativity. The purpose of that is that you allow your ideas to flow through you. 90% of your ideas, of your content, of your writing, of your art will not be a hit. But the more you consistently output without the need to hold back because it may not be perfect, the closer you will get to allowing your home run ideas to flow through you. You are that which you do. So if you want to be creative, you have to create. Strive for progress over perfection. Number six, you constantly compare yourself to others and feel like you are not as good as them. Analysis paralysis is a real thing. You have to remember that everyone is on their own unique journey. If you spend so much time looking over your shoulder to see how others are doing, you will miss out on your own life and all of the people that you can help through your work. I know social media has played a huge part in this one. So if you need to unfollow a bunch of people off of your timeline so that your timeline is only filled with people, accounts, and content that inspires you instead of making you feel lack, then do so. You get to choose where you place your digital currency, your energy, your attention. I can't remember where I learned this, but one big mindset shift that has helped me in the past when I found myself comparing my journey to someone else's and feeling bad about myself is shifting the thought from why don't I have that yet? Why haven't I been able to accomplish that? To the universe is trying to show me that what I desire is a reality for me. When I start to see a lot of people around me receiving or being blessed with the things or experiences that I desire, I remind myself that that simply means that my blessing is close. Mine is coming soon. And that these experiences are being shown to me. They're popping up as I am a reflection internal to external. I am a reflection of my environment and my environment is a reflection of me. So I am noticing them because I am a magnet for that which I desire. Thank you, universe. I am so excited. And you can see how that is an enormous energetic and mental shift, right? Okay, number seven, you feel anxious or stressed about being unable to meet the expectations of others. Seth Godin, entrepreneur, marketer, and former dot-com business executive, I'm a big fan of, said this in an interview, and it absolutely blew my mind. When asked about why we feel imposter syndrome, he said, of course you feel that way, because you are an imposter and so am I. If you are doing work that hasn't been done before, which means creativity and leadership, then you can't be sure it's going to work because it's never been done before. Instead of denying how you feel, you might look at how you feel as a symptom that you are doing something important and generous. And when that feeling shows up, we can welcome it and sit with it. The harder we try to make it go away, the more powerful it becomes. Isn't that powerful? So, when you feel anxious or stressed about not meeting others' expectations, remember that fear is evidence that you are doing something important. There's infinite value in the process, not just reaching the end goal. Own your messy middle. Something else that will help with the anxiety is to just simply stop making it about you. The best thing that you can do for yourself is to take your ego out of the equation. The work you put out is not about you, it's about the people who it's serving. The more you focus on them, on your community, on your ideal client, the easier it will be to get out of your own way and to just put it out there. Remember what Seth said, learn to dance with fear and failure. Because time spent fretting about your status as an imposter is time away from dancing with your fear, from leading and from doing work that matters. Number eight, you overwork and push yourself to the point of burnout to prove your worth. If you find you are constantly overextending yourself to the point of burnout, you are not honoring your energy or your life. And so that we're clear, that is also just another form of people-placing. pleasing. is you going above and beyond to make sure that others recognize your inherent worth by doing the absolute most for them, regardless of how it affects your well-being. The irony in that is that you want others to recognize your value, but you don't even recognize your own value. Or you wouldn't be betraying yourself and your energy by constantly Overextending yourself to the point of burnout and exhaustion. And this might show up in your life in the form of being a yes man or a yes girl, as in constantly saying yes whenever someone asks anything of you. This might show up in your business in the form of clients always asking you to do more and you saying yes, or you overextending your capacity just to prove that you are worthy of their time. I definitely, definitely have fallen under this category for most of my life. And so, What has really helped me to honor my energy is to give myself a moment of pause before I make a decision. Sometimes that moment of pause is five minutes, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's a week, but I really try to no longer impulsively say yes to things when people ask me because I know that this is a part of my shadow self, the people pleasing and overextending of myself so that I prove my value and my worth. And so I give myself that moment of pause from that impulsive, almost knee jerk reaction to say yes to things, and instead I communicate to my friends, my family, or my clients that I need a moment to think on it or to see what I can do for them. In my business, I'll often use a phrase, I need to check my calendar or my schedule to see if this is something that I can do or if this is something that aligns. Try that next time you find yourself wanting to impulsively say yes to someone's ask, even though your plate is already completely full. Now, there are so many reasons why we sometimes doubt our greatness, our ability to serve, and most importantly, how others will receive our authentic self. But at the root of it, we have the innate desire to feel seen, accepted, and appreciated. If you are brave enough to step into the arena daily, consistently create and put your work and your most authentic expression out there, then know for sure that failure is inevitable. It comes with the territory of being a creator and being an entrepreneur and being a leader. It means you are going to create so many things without any certainty of success, but it's important to remember that the successful ending is not the purpose of the idea or the creation. The purpose lies in the process. It's in what you discover about yourself and about others along the way. Being aware and comfortable with this is what it means to be a great leader. It is in the freedom to create and to fail that we allow our greatest creative expression to occur. And that's where the magic is. If you're a yoga teacher and you're looking for some extra support in stepping away from the studio grind and creating a profitable private yoga business, you're going to want to check out these two videos here where I walk you through 13 different ways to find new private and corporate yoga clients. A little bonus, there's a link to a workbook included in the description of those videos and I'll drop it in this one as well. That's it for today. I hope that this episode was helpful and if you found it to be, make sure you like this video and send it to a fellow yoga teacher and subscribe for new tips and strategies every week. You can find all the latest episodes on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to your audio at. And I cannot wait to bring you all of the content I have scheduled for this year. One last note, if you're not already on the Yoga Biz Academy mailing list and you want to get these episodes and so much more delivered straight to your inbox every week, check the link in the description box below. I'll make sure to link that for you. As always, I appreciate you. I see you and I'm rooting for you. Till next week.